Welcome, my friends, to Shaking the Salt with Dr. Peppers. My bio reads from troubled teen to teacher of the year, 100-pound weight loss, blah, blah, blah. You know the sort of thing you're working on in your before and after life story. So at the end of the message, stay tuned if you want to contact me for any reason, including prayers. Thank you. And I'm Dr. Peppers, Shaking the Salt. Here we go. Six humans trapped by happenstance in black and bitter cold. Each one possessed a stick of wood, so the story's told. Their dying fire in need of logs, the first man held his back. For on the faces round the fire he noticed one was black. The next man looking across the way saw one not from his church and couldn't bear to give the fire his precious stick of birch. The third man sat in tattered clothes and gave his coat a hitch. Why should his wood be put to use to warm the idle rich? The rich man just sat back and thought of the wealth he had in store and how to keep what he had earned from the lazy, shiftless poor. Then the black man's face bespoke revenge as the fire passed from his sight. All he now saw in his stick of wood was a chance to spite the white. So death, gripped tight, in still-clasped hands, was proof of human sin. They didn't die from the cold without. They died from the cold within. What makes some of us feel proud or puffed up or better than others because of color, because of the clothes we wear, or where we grew up, or even what church we attend? What makes us think one is better than the other just because that's the way we are? Our country right now is so divided. We're going through such catastrophes, and I won't even elaborate on all that because you know it. But what I would like to talk about is your own personal Prejudice. I am so glad that I got to grow up in a small town that in 1954, when the Supreme Court passed Brown versus Board of Education, that all schools were to integrate, my little hometown school did. And I wasn't even in school yet. So from first grade on, I went to school with kids that were different color than I was, kids that were from different churches. Some were from the farm, some were from the town. And I didn't think anything about it as a child. When we look at playgrounds, today or we interact our children with other cultures, they don't think anything about it. Kids gravitate to other kids. And so I remember being the only white child at an all-black birthday party. And the reason I remember this is because a friend of mine, Marilyn Sue, who was black, asked me if I wanted to come to her birthday party down at her mom's restaurant called Susie's. And I said, yes, I do, because I knew Susie made the cakes and pies for my family's restaurant, and she was known all around town for her cooking. So as a little chubby girl, I knew I wanted some of Marilyn Sue's birthday cake and I knew I liked Marilyn and we would have fun. So when I went there, I didn't look around to see if there were other white kids. I heard the music coming from the jukebox. I saw the kids all dancing. I watched the way they were dancing and I tried to dance like them because they were doing the twist and I didn't ever know about the twist. And I was just, I was in my childhood element there or at a white birthday party 
or at a different church or a different... It didn't matter as a child, but later it did matter. I became a student at the University of Alabama in 1968. George Wallace was governor, and we just happened to have a black sweet mate in our dorm, and Diane was one of the ones that everybody looked up to. And we just didn't think a thing about it, of singing together, playing together, running around campus together. And only when we experienced prejudice, when my husband and I were dating, and Diane and another friend of his, Mike, went to one of the things which today would be like a Crystal's or a, you know, one of the hamburger joints. And the place was packed after an event. And so my husband and I sat on one stool and Diane and my husband's roommate sat on the other stool, just kind of, you know, cheek to cheek. And the Tuscaloosa police came in with the end of a shotgun and butted Mike off of the stool. And he said, you're making too much noise, son. We're going to get you for public interference, public disturbing the peace. And everybody was just flabbergasted. It was so loud in there, you couldn't hear anybody. But he didn't go toward Diane because there had been so many issues with schools integrating and with, uh, I guess, a lot of complaints against the Alabama troopers there. But anyway, as it turned out, he went to jail for two weeks and we had to do a lot to raise money to bail him out. Now, I don't know what they were seeing and I'm not going to even judge what was going through their minds, only what I saw and what I felt as a small, just a tiny bit of what a lot of people go through facing discrimination. So I won't belabor this point. I just want to remind folks that there was the day back in Jesus's time when the Samaritans were looked down upon. They were the scum of the earth and good Jewish people didn't hang around the Samaritans, but Jesus did. And some of his disciples did. Philip became one of the first evangelists to the Samaritans. And all I am saying is when we profess to be a Christian or we profess to be a good citizen, we must include everyone. I loved working at the alternative school that I helped to found at my home school, Lindbergh High School in St. Louis, because we got kids of all kinds in there with saggy baggy pants and tattoos and pierced body parts, and I loved on them. That's what Jesus did. He loved on people who were not like him. He included those who were not like him. His own disciples were fishermen and carpenters and people that were not the upper class of the day, but he didn't seek out the upper class. The Pharisees were the ones who would say, thank God I'm not like one of them. And Jesus despised them and their prejudice and their attitude because they thought they were so important. There is no one that is above the love of Christ. He loves each of us, including you, including me. When I was one of those who people would say, thank God I'm not like her. Thank God she's not my daughter. Oh, thank God I'm not running around with that child. Nope. Jesus picked me up from the gutter of life and he reached out his nail scarred hand and he said, I've got a future for you. My friend, that's what he's doing today with you. Will you reach out into those communities that are unlike you, into the churches that you would not attend, into the people all over the world that are so unlike us? That's what Christ did. And that's what I must do as well. I pray today that each of us would see into hearts, not into culture, not into colors, not into sex, not into anything other than that precious heart that Christ has given each one of us. Thank you, my friends. God bless you. And I'm Dr. Pepper, shaking the salt. 
Thanks for staying on, my friend. If you would like to contact me, visit saltandlightministry.com. If you want to share your story with me, ask a question, have me come speak to your group, or maybe just request prayer. Once again, saltandlightministry.com. Thanks and God bless.